Welcome to the Dacus Report, hosted by Pacific Justice Institute founder and president Brad Dacus. For 25 years, PJI has counseled, represented, and defended people whose religious freedoms, parental rights, or sanctity of life have been obstructed or violated, all free of charge. We leave no one behind and level the playing field for Americans as they are subjected to the tyranny of the powerful. Now, here's Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Uh, we at PGI have a lot of cases in ongoing litigation as we speak. I think the latest tally was 117 cases in active litigation from co coast to coast and everywhere in between. Uh, so we're being very uh, active, very involved, and we're going to have many more cases coming up in 2023, no doubt. Um, but tell me, talk about uh, just some of these cases we have with us here on today's uh, show. Soren uh, Liu, who's from our Chicago office, he's going to be in the latter half of the show talking about uh, some of the freedoms and liberties that we have with regards to recognizing celebrations like Christmas, um, uh, but also uh, some of the uh, other matters that are taking place in his neck of the woods. Uh, but first, I'd like to talk to our attorney out of our office in Nevada, Emily uh, Mimna. Uh, Emily, uh, great to have you on the program. Thank you for joining us. Hey, good morning, Brad. Yes. Uh, Emily, you know, first, I, I know we're going to talk about the British Petroleum matter, but uh, I, I've noticed that, uh, you know, we have a, another really important case ongoing right now in Salinas, California. Uh, could you just sort of give an, an overview uh, on that case matter involving this church that wanted to buy a building and did they actually buy the building, and are they using that building? And if uh, if not, uh, what's what's happened? Right, that's that's a great question. So right now, PJI has a case that is technically before the Supreme Court. They are considering it, um, not brought by our own initiative, I would say, because we won at the Ninth Circuit, believe it or not. We had a great positive ruling from the Ninth Circuit for this church, as you say, Brad, in the city of Salinas that brought bought property, an old department store, and wanted to open church services, but the city subjected them to these onerous restrictions and, and effectively did not want the church to, uh, let's say, take away from the, quote, fun and vibrant scene that they were trying to create in this downtown environment. Now, mind you, this included a retirement home facilities and a funeral home, but nonetheless, a church would detract, they say, from their fun, vibrant scene. PJI, of course, stepped up, defended the church, won before the Ninth Circuit, and now the city of Salinas is actually asking the Supreme Court to consider taking this case. And, and just to put a point on it, this is a really big deal because the Supreme Court has not uh, weighed in on the, on the matter of this federal law at issue. It's called or it's referred to as Arlupa with respect to the land use protections that this federal law gives churches. So this is a big opportunity to um, either cement our win at the Ninth Circuit or have the Supreme Court, you know, give our its imprimatur and say, yes, absolutely, we uphold these rights for churches. Yeah, it's a, it's a big case. It's maybe one of the most important cases that we've had at the Pacific Justice Institute. We've had a lot of important cases dealing with the right to life, sanctity of life, free speech, et cetera. But this is a big one. Um, I think that Right now, there's a good chance they'll, they'll take it up because there is conflicting case law among the circuits, uh, right? And if that's the case, that's often grounds for the Supreme Court to take up a case like this, right? 
Absolutely. Conflicting or what they call circuit splits, kind of like catnip to the Supreme Court. And as you point out, Brad, they don't have to take a lot of the cases, but this, you know, may be interesting and, uh, you know, an area of the law that they want to settle. And I think that we are well positioned with this really strong case to set an outstanding precedent for equal terms. And, and that's the actual language used in the federal statute, equal terms of um, land use for churches so that churches won't be regulated out of existence, as we saw the city of Salinas try to do to this church. Yeah, in the interim, do we do we know uh, offhand, do you know for offhand if they are now uh, actually using that building again and worshiping, or uh, they, they may have to wait until the Supreme Court decides whether not to take it up? My understanding is that they secured alternate um, premises, but I, I don't want to be quoted on that because I know a lot of back and forth has gone on during this, um, frankly, this ordeal, even after they had that wonderful victory at the Ninth Circuit. Yeah, it's, it's just so chaotic. And the good news is uh, we're there, we're standing by them, and we're going to stand by them all the way to the Supreme Court. And I want people to be praying for this case and the work of Pacific Justice Institute because... Uh, this is very, very important litigation. You know, we, we, you know, we have, you know, lots of cases we're unique in that we, you know, work hard to make sure that everyone gets help, that no one's left on the side of the road. That's a hallmark. No other organization I think out there has the kind of commitment to making sure that no one's left on the side of the road like we do when it comes to religious freedom, parents' rights, and the sanctity of human life. But as you know, Emily, um, we do have cases, though, that are major cases impacting not just one person or one church, but a lot of people and a lot of people of faith and a lot of churches. And this is one of those cases that is so important. So I encourage people to pray about our work. And if they like to pray about our other cases and get involved and, and know what's going on, uh, it's, it's real easy. Uh, I encourage people to go to our website, pji.org. Then they can sign up to get our Legal Insider newsletter and have access to our, our wonderful resources so that they can be empowered so we can assist them as well uh, when uh, trouble comes their way, uh, which hopefully it won't. Did you know that PJI preserves students' rights to share their faith and protects them from indoctrination? We also provide free resources to help promote evangelism within the public schools and educational resources to give parents legal advice for choosing an alternative to public education. Keep current on the educational landscape by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. Okay, Emily, uh, thank you for that. That was a great, great synopsis on this very important case. There's another real interesting case that I noticed that we've taken on, dealing with British Petroleum, and this is a Texas lawsuit, uh, dealing with, you have oil, Texas, and religious freedom. Uh, what's, what's going on with this case? We are representing, we PJI, and we're collaborating with another allied um, uh, attorney in the area. We are representing five plaintiffs, five individuals who are now former BP employees who were all fired ultimately because they could not comply with a specific vaccine mandate imposed not, not by the government, not by the state, but by BP itself. And note that this mandate was only imposed on certain, only on some BP employees and not on others. And that really starts the beginning of what was very unfair, and in my opinion, unlawful treatment of these five gentlemen. Okay, now, why were our clients treated differently and required to, you know, give into this mandate while others, others did not? And what, what happened? 
Well, ostensibly, BP made a decision in September 2021 that some of their employees needed to have this vaccine, but others did not. So they decided that individuals working offshore in the Gulf of Mexico on BP-owned assets, those individuals, either working there or independent contractors or visiting, all had to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Meanwhile, back at home on the ranches, they say, um, you know, if you were working in BP's actual headquarters in Houston, you weren't subjected to the vaccine. If you were working in the state of Washington at one of their refinery plants, you were not subjected to this vaccine mandate. So you know, I would say even from the get-go, it seems a, a little suspicious. Nonetheless, of course, these five gentlemen, all um, sincere Christians, all did their best to comply with this mandate. Now, Title VII requires employers to reasonably accommodate sincerely held religious beliefs. Uh, did this employer, you know, offer religious exemptions, uh, you know, for their employees to file? Did they offer any kind of uh, accommodation for these employees that we're representing? Uh, on paper, yes. In reality, I would say no. No, they did not. They said, here, here are some forms, and yes, of course, we're going to comply with Title VII federal law. Uh, we're going to give you this opportunity to request religious accommodation. And, and I would say that that is where their compliance with Title VII and applicable anti-discrimination anti state laws, I would say that's where their compliance ended. Because what we saw after that was either a limited or um, absolute lack of interactive process. They did not uh, receive the accommodations, the reasonable accommodations that each of these gentlemen requested. And, and so at every turn, they were met with either silence or I would say direct, um, uh, direct opposition. Okay, so on paper, it looked like, oh, yeah, um, here, you can fill out this form and request a religious exemption, and we'll be happy to consider it. And, but in reality, they really didn't consider it, and they didn't give reasons for, for re rejecting it. Uh, there was no uh, effort to accommodate these employees. Emily, uh, as we move forward on this, uh, how can people join PJI's prayer list? to support the work that we're doing? Yeah, that, that's, that's a really neat and um, I think unique way that people can support PJI. Go to pji.org or you can text 71541 to, and just text PJI to that number, 71541, and you can join our prayer list. And not only can you, when, when we go into court, when we have these big proceedings, we, we let people know, not just because we want people to know what we're doing, but because people can join up and lift us in prayer because, you know, the Supreme Court doesn't have to take cases. The appellate cases don't have to be taken. So even when we have all the arguments ready, we've done all the research and we have the great case, we, we need the prayers and we need the support really to, to, to get it done. And, and that is so helpful. And I, I know every attorney has said that they can feel it when, when, when they feel that peace right before they start um, in a proceeding. And it's, it's just so grateful for that support. Emily, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. God bless you in 2023 and keep up the great work. Thanks, Brad. At PJI, we exist to serve everyone in need of counsel, representation, and defense of their religious liberties, parental rights, and the sanctity of life. We don't take cases based on how high profile they are. We are workhorses, not show horses. Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. 
Now, I'd like to bring on uh, Soren uh, Lehu. On, uh, he's our attorney who heads up our Chicago, Illinois office. Uh, Chicago is one uh, war zone in, in many more ways than one, <laughs> spiritually. And uh, so I'm glad that we have you there, Soren. You are by far one of our uh, most uh, strategic attorneys when it comes to uh, litigation and litigation practice. Uh, before we talk about the Christmas season and uh, some of the, the questions and issues that have come up as people have celebrated Christmas, and actually Christmas continues on till, I guess, uh, you know, for the Orthodox, you know, beyond the, the 25th. Uh, I wanted to first, though, just get an opportunity for you to just give a, a, a catch up on some of the, the cases or case matters uh, or individuals that you're assisting right now. If you could do that, that'd be great. Oh, sure. Absolutely. We, we have a number of uh, things going on here in Chicago. Uh, we have two uh, significant COVID-related cases, uh, one involving a lawsuit against a, a large pharmaceutical uh, company. And, and that is uh, progressing while we are in the process of discovery, which means that we get to ask them a lot of questions and they ask us a lot of questions. And uh, we throw a lot of paper at each other, uh, exchanging documents. So um, that is going well, and we uh, anticipate um, we anticipate victory. I think we have a good case. Uh, the this employer has made uh, numerous exemptions uh, uh, for other employees working at this company, but just not for our clients. And, and we don't see any reason why why that would be. And then we also represent um, some nurses uh, from a, a large uh, hospital system here in. In Illinois, and again, um, the, the hospital has made a number of uh, exemption requests or, or granted exemptions, um, allowing other people not to get uh, this uh, COVID vaccine except our clients. And, and there's no uh, good reason to do that. So that is at the at the beginning stages. And then uh, being here in, in, in Chicago, I, I also have an opportunity to work with other uh offices, uh, other attorneys at PGI. So I, I've been assisting on some transplant cases, people who've been denied um, transplants uh, simply because they, they uh, their religious beliefs prevent them from getting a vaccine. Um, we've been doing some religious land use cases, um, some Equal Access Act, allowing students to start Christian clubs. Uh, you name it, uh, Brad, we're, we're doing it here. Um, and and wow. we're, we praise God for it. Yeah, that's a, it is a real war zone where you're at, and I'm so grateful to have you on our team, Soren, and your expertise and your strategic skills. That is a, a wide span of different kinds of issues and cases that you're handling there in Chicago. I greatly uh, appreciate that. You know, in particular, the organ transplant cases, you know, we didn't ever have that as an issue before. The, the rule has always been, if someone is in critical Ill need for an organ transplant, i.e. like a lung, a kidney, a heart, a, you know, a liver, uh, the most in need uh, who are healthy, they get it. They get that organ. Those who are most in desperate need to live get it. Um, and yet we have people right now who are what I would call on medical death row who are being denied critically needed organs who are the most in need and most eligible. And the reason they're being denied is simply because they don't have a COVID-19 
controversial, quote-unquote, vaccination that's being mandated. And we know that the overwhelming majority, over 9 out of 10 hospitals, they don't require these COVID vaxes. But there are these few little rogue hospitals that are emphatic and diehard with a cultic mindset about the vaccines, illogical, not looking at science, who are just insisting, no, you have to get the vax or you don't get the critically needed organ, go ahead and die. Isn't that effect? That's effectively the messaging that we're seeing taking place as we speak right now on this program, correct? It is in effectively, and and it's an amazing testament to, to our clients who are staying true to their religious beliefs, even if it means death. And so that's that's um, a credit to their faith and, and to the the sincerity of their beliefs and, and, and their boldness to stand up for what they believe is true. Did you know that PJI is the only legal defense nonprofit in America that serves state citizens by fighting state legislatures across the country to ensure unconstitutional or corrupt bills don't become unconstitutional or corrupt laws? Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis, including our work through our Center for Public Policy, by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so important. And, of course, the work with regards to uh, religious freedom, the Christian clubs and things like that, too, very positive, very proactive. Uh, I really appreciate that uh, tremendously. Now, does the church have a right to put up a nativity scene in a local park? The church, not the government, but does the church have a right to put it up in a local park? Well, uh, a church has the right to be treated equally and not discriminated against uh, because of its faith. So in some cases, this may require local governments to include the church. Uh, there's one case where a, a group attempted to place a, a cross on a plaza during the Christmas season, and the Supreme Court ruled that the display was private religious speech that is it's fully protected under the free uh, speech clause as secular private expression. And um, the, the justices said that the, the, the city could only regulate expression in the plaza if a restriction was narrowly and necessary and narrowly drawn to serve a compelling interest. And there's a, another case I'm thinking about of Florida where the, the county only wanted whimsical and non-serious entries uh, for, for Christian messages, and the church wanted to have a message that said, remember him, and Jesus is the reason for the season. And they, they were uh, not allowed to do that, and, and the court found that that was a viewpoint discrimination. So, um, yes, and, and again, churches have to be treated equally with, with uh, their secular counterparts. So... The bottom line is, if government allows, say, in a park or in front of a government building, for that matter, if they allow uh, outside groups to put up displays, whatever it might be, they can't censor churches or other groups because the display may be religious. Uh, they have to allow that as well. They can't say, oh, secular, yeah, that's fine. Put up your, uh, you know, save a, save a dog table. Um, but no, you can't have a table saying, you know, Jesus, you know, will save, you know, every human, you know, you're whatever, if you who believe mm -hmm. you can't have they have to allow religious speech to have the same opportunity for expression uh, that they allow for other other speech. I mean, I could see some governmental governmental entities 
trying to say, okay, fine. Um, we we want to keep out those people of faith. So we're just going to allow nothing, no displays at all. I mean, I, I see that kind of mindset potentially. Uh, even entities that do that, Soren, uh, they're not, they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily going to prevail, are they? If it can be found that the reason they're adopting those policies is just to keep out those religious people, right? Yeah, that's right. They, they, they may try to be Grinches, um, but they, they, they may not prevail. And, and you, you still have to look at the, the forum. If it's a traditional public forum, you still have to allow speech, you know, subject to reasonable time, place restrictions. Uh, so the forum may still allow it n- nonetheless, whether they have a, a specific policy uh, encouraging uh, people to do that or not. So you still have to look at the public forum and do forum analysis uh, mm-hmm. But you're right, they, they, the church or a church may still be allowed to do that. So a traditional public forum would be like a public sidewalk, someone preaching on a public sidewalk, or public parks are generally looked at as public forums where people can come and go and, and uh, they can have reasonable time, place, and manner restrictions saying, okay, this part of the park, you can have your table or your display uh, during these hours, during this time, um, you know, take up this much space. Uh, but the government may decide to shut down uh, such displays if it's, say, like in front of the courthouse, in the grass in front of the courthouse. I understand that case law has distinguished that and says, well, that's not necessarily a, a public forum, a traditional public forum, and have allowed those kinds of uh, limitations in those places. But public parks, pretty safe, right? Churches can display yeah. there. As far as in front of a, a government building and the grass area in front of a government building, uh, you know, people may need to contact us to, to investigate the extent to which the government has allowed other entities to have displays there in the past. And if they have, then the government effectively has opened that up for uh, religious displays by religious parties like churches. I think that's a pretty good synopsis there. Uh, how can our listeners learn more about uh, this this topic and what their rights are? So many people out there want to extinguish it. Um, how can we empower them to to be able to to learn more and, and know what their rights are? Sure, uh, PJI has developed a helpful resource that is available online at pji.org. So I invite uh, anyone listening to check it out. Uh, of course, you can always uh, call one of the many PJI attorneys around the country. You know, as, as we've discussed, this area can be uh, somewhat complicated and, and very fact-specific. So it's important to consult with an attorney to um, do that investigation and ensure that your rights are protected. Yeah, being informed of what the law is, of what our rights are, that's the first step of being able to pr- protect and defend our rights is knowing what they are. And there's so many people out there trying to extinguish religious expression, religious thought, viewpoints, biblical worldviews. We have to fight, I think, all the harder, Soren, to maintain these freedoms and liberties from being uh, extinguished from our society. That is the end goal of the other side, if you will. I hate to use that phrase, other side, but it's it's very evident. That's why we have all these cases in litigation. (laughs) Uh, There is definitely another side, when that other side is one of uh, resetting society and exterminating religious viewpoints and values and perspectives from every nook and cranny of society, and we're going to work hard at PJI to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, Soren, I thank you for the great work that you're doing there in Chicago. You know, we have offices from, you know, Boston and Philadelphia and New York and down in Miami and Houston and 
uh, you know, Milwaukee and, you know, just all over the country. Uh, I encourage people to keep people like you, Soren, in prayer as you take on these many cases. Our attorneys are very busy, each and every one of them, and um, I'm excited to see what God's going to be doing in 2023. So keep up the great work. Well, amen to that, and thank you. And uh, folks, you know, as we as we look to the new year, um, it's easy to get try to get discouraged, but count what God's given us. Uh, be appreciative of the freedom that we have. Uh, the fact that we're even talking right now uh, is is a blessing. The fact that we have the ability to go into court and to defend our rights and freedoms and win and win and win. Um, that's a blessing. It's a huge blessing for you and your children. And we at PJI, uh, thanks to so many of you out there, are committed to moving forward. If you want more information about PJI or resources, just go to pji.org or text uh, PJI to the number 71541, God bless you. Have a happy new year. So folks, there you have it. We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you. Just visit pji.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation, and defense, all free of charge at pji.org. PJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever-churning sea of legal and societal chaos. We are here for you. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms. <laughs>